hi there, I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Hi, and welcome to Adventures in Ideology. This is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created in 1986 by Focus on the Family and still running today. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children. We try to identify the invisible assumptions that are present in evangelical theology and the way they are presented and normalized to kids through Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to and loved the show growing up, and now we're listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas we were exposed to as children and look at how these beliefs have played out in our own lives. We're excited you're here. Welcome. I'm Karis. I'm Candice. And today we have special guests, Wadfam Chalkpod, uh, hey. Dylan and Andrew. We're so excited that you guys are here. Oh yeah, me too. This is Welcome. this is fun. We get to we get to return the favor. Yeah, yeah. we're on our show. Now we get to be on yours. You know, we're pod friends. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, this is a long and beautiful friendship. <laughs> hey, I am I am here for it. it it's hard to find people in the surprisingly vast Adventures in Odyssey podcast space who <laughs> share common feelings about the show. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 hard. There yeah. are it's so like many AIO podcasts. Yeah. And, and so many of them worship Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, right? They can do no wrong. They're essentially the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> they have done some of the greatest, you know, storytelling and... Uh, <laughs> And I just sit there like, but what about the trauma, though? You know? Yeah, and the lies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so funny. One of, a, one of the negative reviews we got was talking about how we didn't appreciate, um, basically, they didn't like that we had anything negative to say about one of the greatest or the greatest audio yeah. drama of all time. I mean, <laughs> how they phrased it. Yeah. At least like, in the well, modern era, there's not a ton of competition there, but I mean, I think like War of the Worlds. But mm, I do love mm -hmm. War of the Worlds. That is that so made good. some waves in its time. Yeah. 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 Just, just a splash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did come to that after Adventures in Odyssey, but you know, it... <laughs> yeah. So we, we are here to uh, talk about the greatest French Christian franchise of all time. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, what what's what's the competition at this point? Like, God's not dead. Is that the only other option? Oh uh, man, Left Behind. Oh, Left Behind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Left Behind does have the like strong. We hit on multiple mediums thing, mm -hmm. which, yeah, yeah. which God's Not Dead doesn't have Adventures True. in Odyssey True. does, which we get to yeah. talk about today. But. Yes. So speaking yeah. of that, because we have <laughs> such uh, exciting special guests today, we are doing something a little bit different. Instead of doing an episode of the radio drama, we are talking about one of the animated films. The first one, The Night Travelers. Originally aired August 27th, 1991, um, created by Phil Lawler and Steve Harris. Mm -hmm. So here is the description. 
a daring rescue, a voyage through time, a medieval joust, just another day in the town of Odyssey. Dylan Taylor gets more adventure than he bargained for when he saves a mangy mutt named Sherman and winds up in the company of the remarkable John Avery Whitaker, a.k.a. Wit. They set out to retrieve Wit's Imagination Station, an amazing one-of-a-kind invention that allows kids to see historic events firsthand. The diabolical Faustus and his henchmen have stolen the Imagination Station for their own evil purposes to change it into a manipulation station. Dun, dun, dun. In- <laughs> Is that a change? No. Yeah. <laughs> in, this, in this exciting story, a young boy makes an unforgettable discovery about what is truly important in life. But is it too late to stop Faustus? So I'm assuming this is about I'm gonna guess the child no, Dylan. No, it's not too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you had to have you had to have the Dylan on to talk about the Dylan episode because yeah, yeah, that is a. I'm not in Adventures in Odyssey, but I am in the weird video series. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. represent. Have that. I, I don't know why they didn't just do like Jimmy and Donna Barkley, because like the voice of the dad is the is voice the of the dad. It, yes, yeah, Phil Waller. Is it? Oh yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's Phil Waller. It's not Chuck Bolte. So it's the voice of Dale Jacobs, not the voice of um, George, Barkley. George Barkley. Oh, is it? Okay. I made, doing I made the same mistake. Yeah, we it's were. the voice of one of the fatherly figures. <laughs> no, yeah. exactly. Hundred yeah. percent. It's Robin's dad, not Donna's dad. Right. And those are definitely different characters. Yeah. The voice right. of guilt. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Bill Waller, our favorite person. The voice of guilt. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we start out. It's a dark and stormy night outside of Wit's End, and so. In the description, they call them henchmen. In my notes, because I did the notes for this episode, I called them cronies, just because that made sense them to me at the time. But grunts? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, grunts is yeah. good too. Yeah. So <laughs> we get we don't really get their names. We get one of their names, I think, at one point. But... Yeah, one of them's like Dole, maybe. Yeah, something like Dole, that. Dole, something like that. Yeah. Anyway. It's it's there's a big and a small. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Classic henchman form. You know. Yeah. And an angry and a stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're both stupid. They fair, are. Fair. They really are. Um, so this, this, what is it, a van? A truck? Anyway, this yeah. vehicle pulls up and these guys get out and they break into Wits End and steal the Imagination Station and drive away. Um, but they get chased by a dog. Sherman. Who we find out we later is Sherman. Yeah. The Beast. And... <laughs> Does he say to them, like, take care of this dog? No, not in that. There's no there's no dialogue. Oh, okay. Yeah, in it the, is like it's just it's so yeah. cold of an open well, they don't even talk. Right. Like, it's yeah. it's them, it's them finally being like, wait, this is visual now, so we can do something where people don't have to say anything. Yeah, Let's just really lean into on. that. Right. <laughs> like this is like this, this episode is extremely visual. Um because they were clearly enjoying flexing that. Also because it's not really the Adventures in Odyssey team. It's the McGee and Me people. Is it the same people as McGee and Me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Okay. So, it, it is a similar like animation yeah. style. Yeah, Ken C. Yeah. Johnson is like the showrunner or whatever, and he's coming off of um off of the McGee and Me series do to do this. Amazing. Oh, they are all connected. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, focus. It's just one big. Yes, incestuous family. Ouroboros? What, what's the, the snake eating yeah. it's, itself? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that thing. Um, I was irritated by their break-in setup because they didn't have like a, a wind or anything. Like they just like, they had this huge thing that they were somehow going to like pull out the window at the top. But it just like very clearly wouldn't work. I was I was like <laughs> waiting for them to show anything, but they don't. They just show them like attaching it and then loading it on, which was a good move because, yeah. Can't explain what can't be explained. Defied the laws of physics. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the only time in this episode that the laws of physics are defined. The only. Yes, yeah. yes yeah. I, I mean, I know it's for kids. That's not really a criticism of the story, but that no, was but it is. that bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's very, it's very funny. <laughs> they also, uh, well, we'll get into it later, but there are some magical legs that get much longer and shorter over the course of the episode. <laughs> um, so then, then they do the Adventures in Odyssey, like the credits roll. And we, and the music is bad. Yeah, I would like to point out it's not John Campbell doing the score, and it shows. Um, but still, like that music sticks with me. Like, Mm. yeah, I was like, I felt like I was a kid again watching. I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. still, it's very so to build up. Um, iconic to you guys had. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you have experience with the video stuff growing up? Yes. Yes. Ah, see, neither Andrew or I really did. Right, yeah. Yeah, because when did they come out? In the 90s? Yeah, this one came out in 91. Yeah. the first one, so. So this was. We were both alive. Yeah, I was old enough. (laughs) We were not, but like, yeah, going back and watching like, or listening to Old Odyssey is something I totally did. And these were in the church library at like the same spot, I assume. Right. Yeah. But I think aside from like maybe being shown them at like, you know, when there was like a congregational meeting and there was childcare provided. Right. Someone yep. would yeah. throw one on. They were yep. never anything that like I sought out. I think, I think because even as a child, I viewed them as lesser than the audience. Yeah, I think everybody did, or at least that was my impression. I was like, why waste my time? Yeah. <laughs> I remember getting them out of the church library just for us to like take home and watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we owned any. We probably owned a few of them. I know we owned some Veggie Tales, but mm. Mm. I definitely own some Veggie Tales. Yeah. Plenty of that. Yeah. I remember doing childcare like during the church meetings mm. and watching them. Yeah. Mm. Because we needed to entertain the kids somehow. Right, yeah. You can't just have them count ceiling fires. So what was your exposure to other things, like like McGee and Me, or did you ever run into Salty, the singing songbook? Or so, like the Donut Man? Donut <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Donut Man is near like, and dear to my heart in yeah. some very concerning ways. Yeah. <laughs> I had... should have you on for a Donut Man episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. There's yeah. some there's some episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, all the clips I've seen as an adult are horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had maybe a tiny bit of McGee and Me exposure, I think in a very similar way to like the Adventures in Odyssey video series. Um and then the uh Salty I had a cassette of um like an audio cassette that was some salty whatever thing that i remember listening to a lot when i was quite young um and a donut man cd that i think took a similar spot 
Um, And in addition to just like watching Donut Man stuff. And then, and then obviously VeggieTales and uh, the (laughs) Phil Waller co-created 321 Penguins. So I think that that stuff tended to be more my wheelhouse, but there was definitely a little bit of everything because it's not like there's this wide breadth of Christian pop culture you can consume. True. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't have any experience with McGee and me. I watched a lot of VeggieTales, certainly, and then Donut Man because my older sister is like nine years older than me. So she was like prime age for Odyssey and for uh, Donut Man just indoctrinated like vhs mm-hmm. cassette tapes on long road trip type thing oh yeah yeah what about bible man i was too oh, old yeah. for bible man oh my so word i missed i missed it <laughs> i was horny for bible man i'll tell you what i can't believe i remember babysitting i can't believe who watched bible yeah. man and my first exposure i was like this sucks but <laughs> I, yeah so i mean bible man right in my wheelhouse being like a like star wars mm-hmm. and like superhero kid like of course bible man's gonna work and like you i saw bible man live at one point um (laughs) which i have very little memory of other than like seeing bible man live and Mm -hmm. i remember like the whole like i don't know (laughs) in the same way that it's like you know batman has changed so many times and we all have like the batman we grew up with or whatever there's like a specific flavor of like or even Johnny Avery Whitaker, there's a specific mm-hmm. flavor of like the first Bible man versus oh, yeah. the second mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the I evolution. Yeah. I mean, there was a, yeah, there was a cultural rift at the time. I saw there's an animated series now. I, yeah. that came across my radar, I think probably around the time we were starting this podcast. And I was just like, yeah, no, thank you. I'm going to yeah. stay far away from this. Yeah. But also there are, like so many more adventures in odyssey movies videos whatever than we thought like i think i've only seen maybe the first four but there's like nine of them or something i Um, i think there might be like 13 or something yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah but question for you now what was the quality like of this episode on the site you were watching it on and that's okay. Pretty much the same as if we had watched the VHS. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause like the, so we're watching it on the, on the club because we unfortunately yeah. oh, right. pay for that. And the quality is genuinely terrible. And I'm like, you guys have to, like you own this. Yeah. You have to have better, but the dialogue only comes through in the left channel, but all other sound <laughs> is in right and left. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't focus. notice that either. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It, yeah. It's only so pronounced because I'm always watching it with headphones on. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was coming out of a television, I wouldn't notice. Wouldn't notice. But... Yeah. So we we open on the household. What's their last name? Um, Taylor. Taylor. We Taylor. open on the Taylor household. Jesse and Jesse's the little sister, and Dylan, the older brother, are arguing about toys in a toy catalog. They have a game where they're like, one of them is like. If they say they get it, then they get it or something dumb. Um, I mean, you shake your head, but I for sure did that as a child. Like that seems like like, uh, yeah, like dibs on the toy catalog. Cause you don't, especially, especially if you've got that like sibling who's close in age and like would get the same gift 
like could get the same gift but it's like no no no, we can't get the same thing right i'm getting this lego set because i'm the older one which means you get that lego set Right. right. I think we were just so poor. It was like, you don't get anything out of the catalog. So no. we would like look at the catalog yeah. longingly. <laughs> yeah. But it was yeah. never like a, a actual possibility to receive something from the catalog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would put it. I was a child looking at Lego catalogs being like, this is too expensive. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was so expensive. Yeah. Um, so then they get into a fight because Dylan wants all the stuff. And tells Jesse that she can just go play with sticks, which would probably be very good for her imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a thing that this show loves to talk about. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. A stick can be anything. <laughs> yeah. But you need a station to use your imagination. Sorry. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Right. What no, I, you, can't, you can't just do it on your own. You what I have noticed. Wit. Yes. <laughs> what I noticed right off the bat was the gendering in this scene. Man. Like. Jesse can't like the car because she's a girl, you know? And then when the parents come in, like the mom goes straight to Jesse and (laughs) like, you're a mess. Like she looks the same as before. She's totally fine. She's a mess because she got in a fight, but Dylan's not a mess somehow. Yeah. So, and then also like- Yeah, no, she drags the sister upstairs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The fact that they had to like separate, like the mom took the daughter and the dad took the son, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. As it should be. (laughs) This is the only moment in the episode, this and the very end, where there's actually females in the episode. The rest of it is. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure that snake was coded female. Yeah. True. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It did have eye makeup on. Yeah, I don't think I didn't notice. And and it's the old lady that he swindles into buying the car. Oh, you're right. Oh, right. Of course. (laughs) My bad. So they're not ageist or sexist. <laughs> God, Carrie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, um, really, you're the problem here. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jesse, the mom drags Jesse upstairs, and then the dad, Phil Lawler, with the weird nose. Like, even as a child, yeah, that nose uh, weirded me out. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, yeah. That nose is, is baffling. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> amazing why, why oh, does he have a duck bill it's a banana <laughs> i said a duck bill yeah <laughs> i think yeah, i mean they had to have a reason how he ended up with her so it's just like it's like symbolic of something else uh um, yeah right because yeah. she's gorgeous yeah. and he is like you know right yeah he's, he knows. Mean, he's a 90s <laughs> he's a, dad yeah like he's he is a just... he keeps her in line all right yes <laughs> Um, uh, uh. the dad is like <laughs> he quotes Dylan because at one point Dylan was like mine mine it's all mine and he says do you know how that sounds which has struck me as like a weird thing to say in that like yeah what a superficial thing to address like how that sounds basically he's like you should be considering how you appear to other people at all times Right. Don't worry about the heart issue. Worry about outward appearance. Yes. Yeah, please and thank you. Yeah. Um, also, that's not how you talk to kids. Like, I don't know much. I'm not saying I know how, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> so then he starts talking about how, oh, you shouldn't want stuff. Miss, you miss, If you pile up useless junk, you miss out on the important things in life, friends, family, and gifts of God. Remember that Bible verse for where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Um, 
So he's basically like shaming him for wanting stuff, yeah. right? He's like, you should feel ashamed for wanting things because you should only want relationships with people and God. This this episode really sticks out as just like the messaging feel. It, it's it's a show that like it's an episode that is two shows. It's like we wanted to do like a like you know early Disney slash Hanna Barbera cartoon adventure, and we yep. also had like some serious theology that we wanted to hit these children with yeah. to like correct <laughs> yeah. their lives. Beat them over the head. Yeah. I feel like their message got so muddied though because <laughs> mm-hmm. right? yes. he's like you shouldn't want cool stuff and then literally he goes to wit's end and it's all cool stuff and it's like how do you reach kids through cool stuff like yeah it's so oh, yeah. weird but you shouldn't want cool stuff for you but maybe you should want cool stuff for god right then oh. it's okay right yeah oh, <laughs> double standard you bible oh. college kids know all the loopholes yeah so, yeah everything is yeah, yeah we do <laughs> <laughs> You can have a big house as long as one of the rooms is rented out to missionaries from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Rented out. Yeah. Not really given. Rented. Yeah. No, I mean, like, conditionally given. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so then his dad sends him outside to play, and he goes for a walk and sees these the cronies from the beginning trying to drown this dog. And he interviews. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so aggressive. They put the dog in a cage and they're <laughs> tying like a rock to the top of the cage to drop him in. They're gonna drown. They're not gonna kill it beforehand. They're just gonna throw it in the water and drown it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah. also I liked how the dog broke out by itself. Yeah. Like it could have just gotten out. I mean it's Sherman. A, That's God's a, dog right there. All along. <laughs> He yeah. intervenes, and then because the bad guys like grab him, then the dog's like, oh, "Okay, well, now's my chance. Now I'm gonna break out." <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, and the dog like bites the guy in the butt in some classic mm. uh, slapstick comedy that Adventure Odyssey loves, mm. and then the bad guys run away. Yeah. Yep. And the that dog is... Sherman takes Dylan to wit's end. Right, but we don't know. We don't know he's Sherman now. Like, what? Right. Did you guys get a sense of what the dog's deal is? Because like, Wit knows the dog, but it's not Wit's dog. I thought it was Wit's dog, and then at the end, he gives him to Dylan. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was. Right, I, could, I, was under well. I could yeah. buy into that. I was just like, this dog is just like there. I and then, I mean, I guess he is. I guess the dog is at Wit's end, so it kind of makes sense that it's Wit's dog. But also that dog yeah. doubles just, as I, a horse. So I, it's gotta have some powers. Like I feel I feel like I just didn't I don't see Wit as a dog guy. So I think that also might have thrown it off. Where I was like, well, Wit obviously can't have a dog. He's Wit. So whose dog is this? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean the, the dog is only a plot device and not really a dog, you know? Yeah. So Wit can have yeah. a plot device. He's like the king of plot devices. Right. I'm right, that's true. Them. Yeah. And then and then he gives the dog away and the dog continues through the rest of the season or series as as Dylan's as Dylan's companion. Yeah, I was surprised to see it cuz I had forgotten that this is how he gets the dog. I remembered that he had the dog later uh-huh. on. So I kind of thought it was always his dog. Gotcha. Yeah, it is truly an origin story for <laughs> yeah. <that> dog. <laughs> so beautiful. Move over Joaquin Phoenix. Um so Whitney and Eugene are at the 
I lost the name. Wits End. Wits End. Yeah, when you are at Wits End, trying to figure out why someone would steal the Imagination Station. Right. Uh, maybe because it's like a miracle machine and everybody would want it. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who would want the eighties? Imagination sure. Station. Yeah. Like yeah. even now, that technology is mind-boggling. And then you flash back, you know, thirty years. It's like, yeah, of course. If I knew that that's there, I'm stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like not very I'll well like for wench. And like, do this yes. the right way. Thank but, you. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got your back. <laughs> I'm a smart criminal. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then they they come to the conclusion someone is going to use the imagination station for their own gain. Uh, somehow, mm. unlike wit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to manipulate children with that. To my <laughs> thought of, wait, what were you doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but this part, okay, this scene where. Eugene's making a sandwich. Wit is like walking Ugh. around and gesticulating wildly with his hands. Like I remember as a child being so frustrated because Eugene gives him a sandwich and then he's like talking like this and all the filling falls out of the sandwich. And I like yeah. as a child being like, your sandwich, yeah. look at your sandwich. <laughs> and even this time I was like, oh man, that's so, it's irritating. It's hard for me to watch. <laughs> Just well, we sympathize with sandwich a lot easier than, uh, than Christian nationalists. Yeah. Oh, we see man. the value yeah. of the food. Yeah. We see, we see <laughs> yeah. The didn't deserve that. Sandwich. It, I, Eugene making a sandwich is such a weird, like, I don't understand why. Yeah. They made him like a weird jughead type character. Yeah, that's yeah. Like yeah. Well, yeah. Great, great, great point. Also, he is, I think overall the animation's pretty good. Nobody knows how to make Eugene move though. His <laughs> limbs are like all over the place. I <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre where I'm just like I yeah, I don't know I don't know who who was in charge of Eugene, but they they didn't they didn't nail it. It's true. Yeah. Or they did in the sense of the show. Right. Yeah. Perhaps. Also, he makes himself a triple decker sandwich, which <laughs> yes. also funny. Nothing like three slices of bread. Oh yeah. Um, so they they conveniently find a card for Faustus's used cars, which leads them mm. uh, to investigate him. But it's like it's like this criminal mastermind left his calling card. I mean, yeah. I know it's supposed yeah. to be like it fell out of someone's pocket somehow, but it's actually in my read, like he left it. He's taunting him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I like, I like that read on it. Yeah, it is one of those just wild choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it, it could not possibly be a coincidence. He's like, Nana, I have your imagination station. Find me at my place of business where I will be yes. swindling old ladies. <laughs> yes. Right, because only villains can be car dealers. I mean, I also thought it was interesting that they made him a used car salesman. Yeah, that no is the feeling that I get from like many most evangelical leaders, you know, like yeah, <laughs> like, a, like a like a used car salesman, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. kind of yucky. Yeah, it is. It's just such the like pop culture stereotype of like let's make this guy sleazy and it's yeah. like it's yeah. the what is it matilda has like yes. uh, has the the, the mm-hmm. bad guy or like the is it the, the, the father figure or whatever his, yeah, his her dad, job her dad, is yeah is it her actual dad or she yeah. adopted i don't know her actual story dad well okay he is not I was adopted like, is it Harry she's underappreciated thing? yeah does she get adopted at the end of it yeah yes. i don't know 
Okay. All right. All right. See, I do occasionally remember Matilda, but yeah, that her dad was used car salesman. Me growing up, me too. <laughs> I, I, I really liked, really liked Matilda. Yeah. Just don't remember it. You have, yeah. But yeah, used car salesman is just like classic, like shorthand for like bad, bad person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So then we change scenes to see Faustus at his used car lot, trying to swindle an old lady into buying a crappy car. Um, yeah. well, not trying to succeeding in yes in selling her a crappy car 100%. by flirting Just... with her in a very weird way because yep. women are so susceptible to flattery so you know especially old ones especially yeah yeah i've complimented some women's earrings to get out of making their drink poorly so it it's not entirely unfounded i mean you could <laughs> probably compliment a man to get out of doing his drink properly oh yeah no i do i do <laughs> yeah i did today <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah the the fact that this isn't earl bowen really threw me i just assumed it was earl bowen who does like the voice of blackard this sounds so much like him and then it's i not? was no it's not i think we when we did our commentary on this episode for for our bonus feed we fully referred to him as Earl Bowen. Um, and he's not, it's, it's a guy named Tony J. I really um, thought it was the same really, voice. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Well, at one point he says, he says, um, he calls his henchmen bunglers, which mm -hmm. is such like, uh, like that, that, that's a, that's a, uh, that's Blackardism. A so yeah. And he's styled like Blackard. So I really was yes. just un operating under the assumption that this was Earl Bowen, but it's not disappointing his voice yeah. is very similar yeah yeah he's doing doing a good job it's <laughs> uh T tony J was the uh played uh sheer khan in not the actual jungle book but in jungle book 2 and like the series okay. oh yes so. okay because cool. earl bowen voiced um khan or voided yeah sheer in khan the first one in the original mm. so mm -hmm. he's like the copycat that they get they're like he's close yeah. he's like poor man but it's funny because right because they have earl bowen on the show just makes it that much funnier yeah so he he goes after swindling this old lady to his house which is like right next door to the lot yeah it's a huge mansion yep um that's guarded by an alligator and this is where we find out that he's really a bad dude because he's a slytherin mm. and he has <laughs> You have a snakes everywhere. Wow, wow. Snake. I feel attacked here as the Slytherin in the room. Wait, you're you know. a Slytherin, Nathan? Or Nathan, Dylan? Yes. <laughs> According to, I'm you shook. know, Pottermore, but, and also, I mean, I, I, I'm comfortable with, you know, being a, like, non-racist Slytherin, you know. Not, yeah. not a book Slytherin, but a fandom Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. We love to see it. I well, mean, what are your, you what are your houses? from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes there we go we've I all tried that. that and it definitely works <laughs> oh, yeah. The oh yeah never but... hurts you in the process yeah. ever. <laughs> i don't know what, what are... mine is actually really mm -hmm. i've never oh, done wow. the test where well, well, well there's think? no better time to do something supporting uh jk rowling than right now i, know. So <laughs> I like started reading my six-year-old harry potter and i have such mixed feelings about it because it's a good story but also jk rowling so uh-huh yep that is yep but it's also like it's... important culturally so right mm -hmm. yeah right. yeah yeah i'm like if i can justify 
listening to Adventures in Odyssey and doing a podcast about it, I'm probably okay reading Harry Potter, but I don't feel great about either. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going out and actively <laughs> buying any of her new books. Or, you know, right. no, certainly not. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not followed on a single platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we find out he changed the imagination station to the manipulation station. Uh-huh. And he has this like weird helmet to control people's minds when they're in there. Yeah. Which is a very confusing device as this as it progresses. Like I actually didn't understand it, how it works. Oh yeah. None of none of the logistics of this thing makes sense because Wit, like, establishes off the top, I guess because it's a video series for people who haven't heard the audio, like, what the Imagination Station is. And then he goes, like, and he talks about the fact that, like, they, like, it all happens in, like, they can go anywhere in time, but it all happens in their head. Yes. And then later, disappear (laughs) from the Manipulation Station and then reappear outside of it. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't... It's like it even no within sense. the continuity of 20 minutes, they can't keep it straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, bonkers. Which I was like, is this just like, I, I couldn't tell if that's because of the modifications that were made to the Imagination Station or if that was just the Imagination Station. Like it's not you, made clear. If you can make those modifications though, why do you need to steal the Imagination Station? Uh, true, yeah, if you're that good. <laughs> um, so he demonstrates the Manipulation Station on one of his henchmen, Mr. Bass? That's what I thought. Was that, was yes. that something? Yeah, yeah, I think I called him Dole earlier. That was just me firing from the hip and being wrong. So nice that we have that memorialized in audio. Great. <laughs> Normally, I get to edit myself being wrong. Uh, we Not can on edit. This show. No, yeah. I, I, I think it'll be fine. I think, I, can, I, think, I think the ego will benefit from from the occasional <laughs> being wrong. Public shaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna actually just take it and then repeat it throughout the episode. Yeah, <laughs> just, just yeah. Be, every yeah. time I refer to him from here on out, just dub in that and yeah. do something to manipulate it. So actually, here I'll give you a clean take. Okay. Uh, no, actually, his name is Dole, and I'm right. And then you just throw it anytime you say bass, come on! How did you screw that up? His name's clearly Dole. I think this is literally <laughs> the only time we come across his name. It's true. <laughs> no, his name's also on the business card. Oh, is because it? I remember oh, being is... like, "Wait, Faustus and someone else? Why are there two people on this business card?" But not the third guy. No, mm. not the Why third guy. Why is he even there? Because uh, we need a big and a small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He's the. Can't have one. So it's the big or the small on the business card. Small. That makes small. sense. Small. That's yeah. fair. Because yeah, he's, he's also got a comb for... over because he's a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's important to get the coding right. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they won't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking he... of coding. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Fastest. Um, do we do we unpack the fact that they decide to name the character Faustus? You know, I didn't even Which go is, there. Yeah, so like, so um, Faustus is like the famous, like, from the protagonist of, um, of like, Faust, um, I assume is what they're alluding to, who's like the dude who sells his soul to the devil. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. so on the nose, in the same way that like Blackard is, where it's like yes, clearly yeah, yeah. a villain. It's like, we're going to call this guy Faustus, and he's the bad guy. They love doing stuff like that. Yeah. 
because also I think to them it feels like a deep cut, right? Yeah, yeah, right. probably. Like, I mean, and for children, so it definitely is. Yes, yes. All right, so it's like a little humor in there for the parents, maybe if they get if it. they pick up on it. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. I don't know if it's funny, but sure. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I definitely like identified evangelicism more with the bad guy. Like everything that he did oh, totally. and like, all of his monologues, I'm like, this could be coming from a, a preacher's mouth. And I don't yeah. know if it's because things have, like if things have changed since then, like right. the way things are now, or if, I mean, I don't think they have. I think they just were- Maybe they just fully lack self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. also that. Yes. <laughs> so he puts Mr. Bass- into the imagination station and he uses his metal hat thing to electricity around his head and around the imagination station to do something that is controlling his the other guy's mind um his eyes go like funny and then he says something what does he say he's like yes master or something like that yeah yes so his, and later his, he refers to him as your majesty, but I can't tell if that's because of this or if that's just their relationship. Yeah. Long-term effects. Right. We find out he's trying to like raise an army that will do whatever he says. He wants to enslave the whole world. I think. Yeah. By giving it's, them what they want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now you guys remind me if I'm correct on this, but, your adventures and odyssey experience like history you don't make it to novacom right like you haven't you don't know in about that podcast whole time. so far or not. in your personal experience like was I novacom have listened to it i've i've okay. also listened that's kind of the end of when we'd go visit well when when we'd go visit our grandparents when I go visit our grandparents and our cousins were there, they had them because it was like what gotcha. was coming out at the time. And so then if I was ever in their car, we'd drive somewhere or whatever. I yep. would listen to it with them. So I listened to them kind of out of order and kind of in like, I don't think I got all of them, but that's the last yeah. that I remember. I think, was that when I lived in England? Probably. Yeah. Cause I, I did not have any exposure to them, but when me and Steven were dating, we uh, went camping. Don't tell my parents. Um, <laughs> premarital camping. Yeah, premarital camping. Oh no! <laughs> One tent. Did the same tent, and we, <laughs> he his his family had all of those. So then we listened to those. It actually was really fun. Nice. Like we would oh, yeah. after like we I don't know, we like went hiking during the day, and then in the evenings we would like drive the car out by the lake and like listen to a couple of episodes before we went to bed. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I heard good. It was. It was a fun listen, like yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. And, but like fun, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and like that's that's what our like that's what our podcast was predicated on was us wanting to revisit Novacom. So that's yeah, like right. where we started, and then yeah. have gone off the rails since then. But the reason I bring it up is because like a key plot point of that show is that the villain uses components from the imagination station to make a headset that controls people's minds. Oh, right. Okay. And yeah, it was just it was like, like, that's connected. literally what happens here. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of recycling content. Like we, yeah. yes. one of the things we talk about. But not plastic, ironically. No. <laughs> oh no, not actual. Actual recycling is bad. Don't yeah, care about yeah. the environment. No. That's like 
God gave us this earth to trash and destroy because there's going to be a yep. new one later. So <laughs> right, don't worry about right, that. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's our job to bring on the end times as Christians. Yes. You know, that's right. yeah. that's the play here. Yeah. Um, we talk about the Christy Miller books, which you guys probably weren't exposed to because those are like from the late 80s, early 90s. Gotcha. And for, for girls. So, you know, having different gender socialization in the church, oh, I'm yeah. sure you weren't oh, exposed yeah. to them. Although I'd be curious to know, like, what was a similar equivalent for you guys? Anyway, so they're like about this teenage girl and she goes to California and she meets this guy and he's a Christian and he really likes her, but they can't be together until she's a Christian. So she becomes a Christian and then he can kiss her, you know, and it's uh, okay for him to be interested in her. And then, and that's just the first Hey, at least they there. got to kiss. Yeah, I know. Yeah. In yeah. yeah. And then there's 12 books about will they, won't they? Basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after the kiss, though, it's like at the point at which you're kissing, you're committed for life. So I don't understand okay. how there can be a will they, won't they? Yeah. Cause then there's like other guys that are interested in her, but they're not him, you know, like they are committed for life with that first kiss, but then they have to make a pretend like they're not, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> right, but also pretend that they are. So cool. And yeah. those books really informed like the way I understand relationships. So we're going through those, uh, and, and not in a good way. Like yeah. it's really yeah. bad. It's no, like I'm, you should I'm never sorry. talk about anything, <laughs> yeah. right, with the person that you like. Don't and we all like the gender socialization is like women have to be very indirect. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. you can't be upfront. I, Men have to make the first move. So you just kind of need to be available for that, and like maybe talk to your friend to talk to them to get them to phone you or like. I, yeah. I feel like, unfortunately, like that messaging, though, like is stuff I got growing up in the reverse, but was mm -hmm. not like a solely Christian pop culture thing. That was just like pop culture at large. And so much of it was like, we have very clear roles and you will like mm -hmm. you get to do this thing. And, you know, yeah, I have women a theory do this. that like Christianity is a microcosm of all of the worst parts of pop culture. Like, it's just, like, they take them and then they make them, like, it's, it's like under a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the um, worst parts. All the worst parts. Yeah. Anyway, I, sorry, I brought that up because the story of Christy Miller, these books are uh, published by Focus on the Family. Mm -hmm. And as all good things are. Miller is like very similar to the story of Connie. Mm. like this whole like she goes to california, california when she goes back california. to california she meets like this christian group of friends on the beach i mean there's no there's no guy involved but she becomes a christian because of like her i beach mean friends wit is kind of the guy involved oh yeah in like a gross <laughs> way yeah. Yeah. yeah in the yeah. forced adopted parent type situation yeah yeah, yeah. we're we're doing we're doing the coverage of i think stuff that you guys have all have hit on pretty well in your show but the like first 12 like connie centric episodes oh, from like nice. her connie comes to town yeah. through connie part two yeah um, is kind of the the thing we're currently covering so we're nice. getting to dig into yeah all of that everything Messiness. <laughs> yeah 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 we just fun. finished the connie episodes a couple weeks ago but like pop nice. posting them yeah. publicly so yep. yeah those are yeah yikes man <laughs> I, it's so disappointing when Connie becomes a Christian because she is literally like the only sane character up until that point. Yeah. She has good boundaries yeah. and like yeah. clearly communicates her needs. 
and they just mm. ignore them and that's like yeah. god well don't worry as soon as yeah. she becomes a christian they introduce the new non-christian eugene, eugene so. yeah. Yeah. oh and by the way uh her social dynamic does not change eugene talks down to her still oh yeah she still gets <laughs> like, to be disrespected as a woman yeah yeah yep, yep. Right. oh yeah no for sure can't lose that <sighs> that's um, like her main thing yeah that and yeah. buying stuff. She kind of gets, she fulfills the role of like that crazy bitch, you know? Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Representative of all women, clearly. Yeah. Uh, you should know when to stop talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just that stereotype. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. And who are into like gossip and getting carried away with things. And yeah. Yeah. No. Sherman takes Dylan to Wit's End, and um, Dylan ends up tagging along on the adventure after Wit mm-hmm. says no. Right. Somehow, so our favorite Odyssey endangering children. Yeah, like Wit for the first time ever is having second thoughts about endangering a child, and then he's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine," and takes him along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he both has thoughts now, but then like. I feel like there are, I mean, we, we, we've, we've even covered episodes where like afterwards Wit has like a debrief with the parents to be like, Hey, just so you guys know, like some crazy stuff went down and we don't even get that in this episode. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> he just sends him um, home with a dog. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'm sure his parents are really thankful that. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they go up in the strata flyer Wit's weird airship. That <laughs> just, Paris literally in wrote show? in the notes because we can't drive places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make a great point because they know where they're going. Yeah. yeah. It's not it like they're using like... the spot in the sky to like scope it out. Yeah. And somehow <laughs> like, that's more covert. Card. Like coming, hovering above it in the clear blue sky is like more secretive than With coming a in a car and parking balloons. behind a bush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, again, this is where the message gets muddied. And, like, Dylan highlights that. He's like, whoa, you've got a lot of cool stuff. And it's, you know, very, very clearly they want kids to be intrigued by the cool stuff. But then he has to be like, yeah, but the important thing is what treasures in heaven. Or what does he say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Treasures yeah. Basically, heaven. store up your treasures in heaven. Yeah, um, when same. Dylan's like whining about like not liking his house, and I'm looking at it and going, "That is a very nice house, child." Yes. No. Yeah. I was like, like, I wish. I wish you I got a yard and a tree house and a separate yeah. garage and a separate room from your sister. <laughs> like, yeah, you're doing just fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, he calls his house junky, and then. Did anyone else catch, like, after that, Wit says something about how, well, things aren't always what they appear to be? Yeah. And then oh, they, yeah, yeah. they segue to, then they arrive at the place. But I'm like, where were they going with that? Like, yeah. that's just a weird thing to say. Your house he's basically might appear saying, to be. It's, yeah, it's your house Dorsen. is junkie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's so many yeah, mixed a, messages. Yeah. I mean, they do have a television, I'm pretty sure, and Wit is uh, adamantly against such devices. Well, he himself is a TV junkie. Yes. Wit? Yeah, is that what he says? Yes. There's an episode in which he talks about, like, not having a TV at his house, because if he did, he would just spend all of his time watching it. Right. Yeah. He's an addict. Mm. Yes. That tracks. He's just Jones. He goes to he goes to TA every other week, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really having a hard time of it. Uh, 
Um, so they get there and Wit goes down with Wait. the homing device. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about the plan? So he oh, has sure, a yeah, drawing. The, yes. A, a really crude drawing of the, so it's a small, he's like, I've got this small homing device. I'll attach it to the imagination station and activate it. And then Eugene can activate the robo winch which will seek out the homing device and grab the imagination station. And cool he has stuff, like this cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff. Yeah. Don't, don't, want, don't yeah. want cool stuff though. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Eugene well, is eating an apple. Yes. Very and later he's eating a banana. Like as he's going down, he's eating a banana. Oh, was he? I missed yeah. That so he like has the banana that he's eating when it goes down. But before he goes down, they have to pray. So he like puts mm-hmm. the banana behind right. his back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> respectfully. That's hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> God is you can't have a banana in your mouth when you're praying. Yeah. yeah, it's too gay. Well, no, I mean the imagery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. the imagery alone. <laughs> yeah, that joke writes itself. <laughs> um, oh man, but yeah, I think you're a, right. Like, Sorry, I think you're right though about how he's like the jughead. Yeah, right. But he's yeah. like he's like no, the 100%. the alter ego because he's eating healthy food, right? He eats a sandwich, he eats an apple, he eats a banana. Whereas Jughead is always eating pizza and burgers and whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. So he's like the like. I wonder what the discussion was around that decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if him... it was similar to like, well, let's do Veggie Tales instead of chocolate, chocolate, like junk food and right like so it's like vegetables that are having adventures They're, because it's healthy we're like, incorporating there was a dietary decisions in yeah. our theological yeah. indoctrination that's, because that's chocolate fair. bars I was can... encouraging kids to eat junk food right so mm-hmm. they're Money. i mean i think it is good to have portrayals of people eating good food yeah you know that's <laughs> yeah great. sure the yeah. lukewarmest of takes I mean, glaringly weird. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a weird choice to be doing it in every scene. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Faustus is watching Wit through a camera placed who knows where. Yeah. Um, right next to Wit, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually attached to the stratifier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got the imagination station, so he can just hack all the wit's end stuff. Oh, yeah, so makes smart home. Mm. Um, and wit takes Sherman with him, and they they land and they sneak past the alligator. And the the, the alligator house. and the snake are the animation is just like Disney's Robin Hood. Like it's yeah. so. Yes. It's so over the top and doesn't fit at all totally with the show, but I can't help but smile. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, it's goofy. It's real goofy. Unintended. Uh, also, goofy is wit running. Yes. <laughs> also, wit sneaking was yeah. real goofy. Like, I was like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> that <means> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, his literally his whole body Walking like in a bird. Half, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. Oh. Um, so he says they sneak into the house and he's like, I think we're expected. Yeah. Um, but yet still sneaking around and then they see the imagination station and he sees that he's like, what have they done? Because they changed the label on it to say manipulation station. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. They mean to control people's minds. 
unlike wit somehow uh, and like, yeah, yeah. to stop them they're just being more transparent with their messaging yeah right. really yeah i mean i, I mean, think that, that is, is truly villainous is is transparent messaging right yes mm-hmm. can't have that i think it's meant to be like a commentary on advertising maybe you know yeah like like manip- making people want more stuff but... yeah or even like a like an attack on like the very 80s tv cartoon where it's like this show only exists to sell toys like your Mm he-mans or your transformers like those like hey like this entire television show is an ad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's a good point um because yeah i feel like that informs a lot of like focuses move towards entertainment is very is it's like very much like the entertainment for children that's out there is bad for them so we must offer an alternative yeah right. it's yeah. very it i think it, it also <laughs> comes from this place of like look at kids watch this and it shapes the way they think about the world and their like desires so we should be shaping them because yes. we're the good guys you know we've got to <laughs> figure sure. it out for sure yeah two thousand year old faith we got it <laughs> yeah um then he's in such a hurry to get to the manipulation station that he sets off a trap and they get trapped in a cage and they're taking a long time so Dylan decides to intervene and takes right. a ride down on the anchor to go and rescue. Well, he doesn't know he's, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He just goes he's, to be involved. He floats yeah. down <laughs> on an anchor normally, straight yeah. onto an alligator. And then the just anchor walks just goes down very slowly. I know. And also, yeah. an anchor for an airship is hilarious. And yeah. also, just like so dangerous. Like, this yeah, is a bad oh, idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's that's yeah. terrifying. I, as, as someone who hates heights, being in the airship, I can't imagine, and being on an anchor going down it is like nightmare fuel. Yeah, and that we're just like throwing an anchor down onto whatever's mm-hmm. underneath, like with the child <laughs> attached. <laughs> that alligator is dead now. It lands yeah, on oh, the alligator. 100%. That no is, way. They they gave him like little stars or whatever, but he's gone. He's He's gone. R.I.P. That yeah. that alligator. Yeah, their skulls cannot withstand navy anchors. <laughs> yes, <I'm sorry>. yeah. <laughs> being dropped from hundreds of feet in the air. Truly. Um, what wasn't pictured was Eugene just like struggling to lower down the anchor, like almost getting pulled off the stratosphere. <laughs> well, no, no. They're they're the good guys, so they actually do have a wench. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, it's a robo wench though yes so faustus finds the homing device that they were supposed to attach to the imagination station for the homing winch what the thing the the snake yeah the thing that's supposed to come and take it back what did they call it it doesn't matter robo robo oh it is oh it's the robo yeah robo winch is it a winch (laughs) winch winch same thing. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Same word. Whatever. Yeah. I um, regret nothing. <laughs> He's right. Um, and he puts your jump. You might be jumping ahead. Did I jump ahead? Yeah. I lost my spot. So Oh, so Wait. so this is the 
Wait, no, he puts I mean, it into them and he puts yeah, it into the manipulation station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Wit's like, you're not gonna get away with this. Um people will spot you for a fraud and a thief. You think people will sell their souls for cheap amusements. And I just like I was very confused by that statement because I also didn't know exactly what that meant. Like yeah. sell their soul. I guess that giving control of yourself. Um but Wit is assuming that people will understand that they're giving control of themselves to this guy. And it seems like it's a non-consensual right. thing. So Yeah, that, that's, it's a very Nietzsche-esque philosophy of it being like the worst thing that humanity can to, do is just like pacify itself into nothing special, essentially. Just surprisingly uh, atheistic for Wit to be doubting. But he also, like, the the problem with this, and, like, with a lot of things like this, is they say this, like, it's a bad thing, but it's also exactly what they want. Yes, like, precisely. You know? <laughs> so it's, well, it's... But, but it's like, if we could, if we could, you know, have people sell their souls to God yeah. versus the yeah. devil, well, then it's good. And it's like, it's wait, wait, fundamentally, you're... It, it, mm, it is a good guys with guns argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're the good guys, so you should listen to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ask the army recruiter I told off earlier this week how I feel about guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still peak recruiting age. Uh, so they... Great. Yeah, I forgot they do that I was there. like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they don't have the... They don't have the, like the chutzpah to draft you but they'll just text you like every two weeks for about oh, man. six years if you don't tell them not to <laughs> wow. see i don't have this problem i don't know i don't know really yeah i've never gotten i've never got recruiter texts what are you registered as oh i'm i i have <laughs> i have intentionally registered independent so there you go. there's there's the answer <laughs> i registered democrat so they're just trying to get rid of me i think <laughs> oh yeah um do they come to your campus how does it work no 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 no, those i have to worry about like the ywam people i have to worry about the different (laughs) different mobilized masses trying to steal me (laughs) is ywam a thing where you guys are oh yeah yes i have friends who have done ywam i've done it's global right yeah, oh, yeah. When I mm-hmm. when I lived in England, two of the oh, yeah. two of my friends from there at different points did YWAM missions yeah. to different places. Yeah, I went that to... was actually where I heard about it there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I went to Costa Rica with YWAM. That was with oh. YWAM. That was with YWAM. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was with the church, but we stayed at the oh, YWAM base. Okay. We did all of our mission, yeah. all our outreach through them, and yep. good times. Yeah. Everyone's got a YWAM story. There's also a YWAM in. In Alberta, like Medicine Hat yeah. has a YWAM Yeah, base. there's a YWAM in Lancaster. <laughs> oh Christian <my> Central. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so then Dylan shows up to try and save Wit, and he attacks Faustus, but he ends up, like, jumping on him and pushing them all into the manipulation station. And the right as it's, like, sending Wit back in time... And they all get sent back to the Middle Ages, and then the Imagination Station opens, and it's empty because they like literally were sent back in time to the Imagination to to the Middle Ages. Because the butterfly effect of this is uh, nasty. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, they don't interact with other people back then. True. Nobody, nobody else shows up. Nobody else so. exists. Where in this fair. version of it, it's like yeah. a pocket universe. 
Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so maybe that's the magic of the imagination station. Is maybe. It pulls yeah. a, a multiverse type situation. Maybe. Yeah, actually, that makes a lot <laughs> of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? It makes more like sense a than a lot of a lot of yeah. options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this um like the animated version of the imagination station is very TARDIS esque. It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like shamelessly, so it really, yeah. It's the American phone booth, yeah, rather than the British one. Yes, yeah. Um, uh. so for some reason, the mind control helmet doesn't work on them because maybe mm -hmm. because he's in it with them. I don't know. It's never it's never made clear. I mean, but Wit does say with the changes Faustus has made, anything is possible. With the device he wears on his head, he has control of the situation and us. But if he had control of them, but then he doesn't why actually does he use fight it? them. Yeah. 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 Could make a point. Uh, Maybe yeah. it's like a. I think, but he can I'm control them you. by controlling the situation right. to a certain extent. Mm. Maybe that makes yeah. more sense. But it's not yeah. mind control like we saw with the guy earlier. So I don't know, yeah. like, why did they show right. us that and then just completely change it to be a totally yeah, different thing? There's no consistency here. Yeah. I think they just wanted to have a jousting scene. Yes. Yeah. And they really liked the idea of wit in Crusader getup. They really, yes. yeah, that's, Which that's is, like, and boy, he's a hunk. I'll tell you what, he gets like taller and bigger and broader. <laughs> that's a man. <laughs> he has a glow around him at the end, but yeah, yeah. seeing Wit with the white shirt, red cross was really just wearing it right there out in the open. Yeah, <laughs> no, yes. like, let's lean into James that. Walter. That's a good look. Yeah. yeah, I, I wonder. I don't know. I wonder if they would do that now. Like, I wonder what the uber-conservative stance on the Crusades is in I, 2022. Because yeah. I feel like nothing ever changes, but also maybe this has. Well, I think that, again, it, they're very concer the concerned with, like, how it would appear. So I think, like, right. ideologically, they're fine with it. But, you know, like, blue like jazz happened since then. And right. True. You know, people well, are like, critical. Christians are now more critical of of the Crusades, largely because yeah. of that book. Yeah, yeah. well, and like yeah. Campus Crusade for Christ rebranded to just being called Crew in yes, you know, right? Yeah, during this time frame. Right. So yes. it's like maybe, maybe they would have the thought to not do that, but maybe they just couldn't resist. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know. I think it would probably be, uh, honestly, I think it would be something else equally awful that has not been, like, made so public, you know? Yeah. 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 The Crusades are pretty widely uh, frowned upon <laughs> yeah. throughout well, human history. So this just got triggered for me from from talking about this, but did do you, you got, yep. are, so... Are you guys familiar on the on the whole crusade thing? Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar with um, Playmobil? Yes. Oh. Do they toy? have a crusade set? So, so they are they are loose. I never quite. They're loosely Christian. Yes. They're oh. a German company, mm -hmm. but they have released so a few years ago on the like anniversary of the Reformation. They released the Martin Luther figure. They have a nativity set. Right, um, right. And 
a memory that I've fully forgotten about, probably just because I didn't realize what it was, but is I for sure had Crusader Playmobil figures that I played with as a child. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I fully forgot about... I fully forgot about this, but that, yeah, that 100%. I mean, that also is very, like, Christian boy socialization. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is... Yeah. (laughs) It's weird because it's like, it's not like they are like an explicitly Christian company or whatever, but uh, in retrospect, absolutely wild. And yeah, I just sent in the group chat one of the figures that I had growing up. Yep. Which is like, yep, I had that guy. I played with him as a toy and I never thought twice about it. I don't think the cross imagery really even hit me as like, like didn't even stand out. Yeah, but like when I saw Wit appear on screen with the red cross, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm now like aware of that as a crusade thing, and then I was mm-hmm. like, shoot, I definitely had that as a toy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was like so normalized. Right. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think know, my my understanding was was just merely uh, the people with the shields with the cross on it were the good guys. That was that was bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything with the cross, they love right. Jesus. Dragon is the bad guy. Cross yeah. is the good guy. Right. Yeah. Dragon yeah. is like the devil. Cross mm. is like Jesus. And so even if they're just slaughtering people, it's for God. So it's okay. Oh yeah. No, I had that whole I had that whole Crusader Playmobil set. Wow. I never thought about that. Oh boy. <laughs> Wild. I need to talk to my therapist. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we need to be, pause recording. I'm just gonna phone. Yeah. <laughs> just phone her up real quick. <laughs> um. So then Faustus shows up on a horse, dressed in armor, holding a sword, and he's like, "Your only hope is to defeat me in the joust." Which means mm-hmm. you does he say? Which means you have no hope at all. Yep. You have no yep. hope at all. Um. Then we go back to Faustus's mansion. And the snake has jumped on the opportunity to try and eat the cronies. She's been trying mm-hmm. the whole movie up until this point. Yeah. But she keeps getting interrupted by Faustus. And she accidentally activates the homing device in the pocket. So Eugene jumps into action and releases the robo winch. Um, <laughs> and this is like a, a machine that is like a very buff masculine snake. So the... <laughs> The right. lady well, all robots are boys. Yes, yeah. yeah that's all, right. All unless, are... unless they have boobs, they're boys. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That's 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 the snake, or that's the robot way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It makes it makes total sense to gender a machine like that. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, very helpful. I think yeah. for the children watching, no, no, we don't need to interrogate that. No, no, certainly not. <laughs> but yeah. also, like, at the this the snake follows the robot around um and is just like in love with it and the robot is just like this very aloof form of masculinity you know like women oh yeah no that's purely like... objective based i mean this guy is it's here good to if show men up are and like do his robots. job yeah yeah yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah no emotions no way <laughs> yes i yeah I enjoy it as a bit, I will say. It was like, a fun bit, yeah. The weird, weird, like, snake falling in love with a robot arm is just kind of, like, it's dumb and cartoony, but, it, like, it leans into the cartooniness in a way that I enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was kind of like Pepe Le Pew. 
Yeah, I, yes, I was gonna say it's is. inverted, very like reminiscent of '90s cartoons, yeah. just yeah. in general. Yep. Yeah. What were you saying, Andrew? Oh, I was just very taken aback by how much they uh, like sexualized the snake. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The full eye makeup. We got the hearts yeah. and all of that. And yeah. the, uh, I, I believe it had its lashes done. Um, yes, it so, did. Yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, mm-hmm. that was that snake had asking knows how it. to do self care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for self care, I don't wear eye makeup because it hurts my eyes. But. <laughs> I, I, you know, somehow people yeah. figure out I'm a woman. I, without wow. eye makeup, yeah, yeah. With the with the short hair and no eye makeup, I know. With yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I was only recording because I thought you guys were dudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we call that the old bait and switch. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. We're. As as men who are leaders, we can only have women on our podcast. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> Would this be considered like a private coffee that's very inappropriate? Oh right. shoot! Yeah, Man. yeah. Great question. Yes. I think because there's four of us, it's okay. I oh, think that's okay. typically that's typically the way that goes. Is as long as it's not the one most important on one, thing is that fine. you guys have witnesses in case we are right. very inappropriate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, no, no. If it was me like... and the two of you, it would be a problem. But because right. Andrew's here, yes. we're safe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, we're, we shifted to group dating logic. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> And also just like Christian uh, men and women interacting in any context ever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so Wit and Dylan are preparing for this joust. And this is where we see Wit with the giant red cross on his armor. Yep. And Dylan goes to get him uh, a piece of armor or something and knocks a lance over onto his head and knocks Wit out. Clean out, unconscious, stiff as a board, just yeah, yeah, all the way down. I I find it funny that it's like Dylan saving Wit. I don't think yeah. anywhere in the audio drama is Wit ever like saved by a by like a child. Also, um, mm-hmm. I like how they just like double down on Faustus is definitely going to joust a seven-year-old. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah no, no, no. Seven, no man has no scruples. A, a seven-year-old who is riding on a dog. A dog. <laughs> yeah. In full armor. He found dog-sized armor. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Shetland um, pony is notoriously used for jousting uh, in the Middle Ages. <laughs> I guess that's like if you, if you have to st- you have to start training your boy children when they're young so that they'll be appropriately masculine. So you start yes, on the for ponies, sure. definitely start on the puppies, then the ponies, mm-hmm. then the bigger then ponies, and then the yeah, mm-hmm. then a real and horse. Then you're ready to conquer a nation in the name of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to convince Dylan to leave Wit and um, oh, Sherman. Right in the mm-hmm. past pocket universe and come back to the present with him and and he he offers him all of the pleasures of the world it's like a very temptation of christ moment yes exactly and dylan has like a flashback in his mind to his dad saying where your treasure is there your heart is also and wit being like store up your treasures in heaven and he's mm-hmm. like never uh yeah Towards Faustus, not towards Wit's voice in his head. Right. <laughs> right. 
that would so be then... a great twist, though. <laughs> yeah. He takes it. If the rest goes... of the series is them trying to get Wit back from the Dark Ages in a different dimension. Yeah. 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 And Dylan just having a lot of fun with a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like Faustus and Dylan adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. So uh, then Faustus is like, okay, well then you'll have to fight in Wit's place as someone who's totally doing fine would say to a child. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the robo winch has trapped the cronies. Um, and then there, there's a jousting match, Dylan riding on Sherman, and they keep, he, I don't know, he keeps, like, riding through the horse's legs, and... Yep, and, they and keep, like, like, pulls the tail, and the horse bucks. Yeah, yes, and then and bucks him off, and he loses his helmet. Right. And when he goes right. to reach for it, Wit has regained consciousness and is reaching for it at the same time. Uh, true. I guess Dylan doesn't save Wit. Right, because right. Wit still has to step in there at the end and grab the helmet. So he just stalls for him. And yeah. Wit makes a nice speech about how uh, the what you think the world can be conquered by greed, but there are those of us who know what's truly important. And as he says says it, he like starts glowing with a holy light. Our hope yeah. isn't in wealth or power, but in something you can never conquer: our faith. Kara says he glows with angelic glory. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then he, Faustus says, like, has the line of, like, your old-fashioned ways are finished, which is just such, like, yeah, just... I, uh, I find, just like... Everything that, like, focus wants. Every yes. time like, they, they harp on, like, being old-fashioned, it just, like, it to me, I just hear racist. Like, we want to go back <laughs> yeah. to the time of Jim Crow, you know, like. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's it's for sure. I mean, it has such a like, I mean, it's the same like make America great again thing yeah, of yes, like, man, yeah, yeah. like we got to go back to when things were good. And like, you know, the whole world believed one thing or else we killed them. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. To a time like, when we wielded power in a very right. damaging way, but it we had it, yep. you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and it's really bonkers. as opposed to the '90s when they had no power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We don't have a whole well, bunch of fucked up people from the purity movement. No. Yeah. No. No. The, 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 yeah. The church hasn't had power in uh, so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally and like now, not like now <sighs> when yeah. they literally were. I mean, directing Donald Trump's steps. Oh, man. <laughs> No. Great. No, they're, Great. They're a times. powerless organization, and that's yeah, and that's yeah. just so they're, they're so persecuted. Yes, that's exactly they're it. So persecuted. Well, and that's the 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 crazy thing that fuels the narrative that we have today of like persecuted evangelicals was because they managed to get themselves into a place of authority in which they could not be persecuted, and as soon as literally evangelicals turned on their leaders. And everybody else realized it was bullshit. Like they, they realize, oh, everybody's against us now. Like no. But it it also feels like, like they use it to. What am I trying to say here? Like 
they they use the idea of being persecuted to like prop up their power and legitimacy you yeah. know yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you're only persecuting me because i'm doing the right thing yeah and um, you are persecuting yeah. me by saying that i'm doing something wrong yes mm-hmm. and also the the idea of persecution they've like changed what it means like literally mm-hmm. for someone to disagree with you in their mind is persecution right. which is yeah. just right. some bullshit yeah, no, it's and it's really yeah. horrifying in within like the microcosm of like Christians on social media and all of that, where it's like if there's anything remotely dissenting, it's yeah, it's a persecution narrative. It's a victim complex, and they they have no yeah. no accountability. But they but but at the same time, refusing to actually like support real victims, you know, yep. like they use yeah. it to gaslight actual victims well we can support them as long as they're one of us like well right or like we we love we love cancel culture if it's canceling people we disagree with and we hate it if it's you know us yeah they invented cancel culture yeah oh a hundred percent and now it's being wielded against them and they're like man this sucks (laughs) it's backfired right yeah i mean the tools that we develop when the other party is in power like will be used against us crazy yeah hot dog (sighs) (laughs) i mean i recently saw this post that just showed um that kind of the whole evangelical movement and all these conservatives that are you know like fighting to get any vaccine mandate and covid precautions removed during aids they were the ones who were like make sure you wear a mask you know like yeah we don't know they can be taught to wear a mask it's just it's so ideological yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, it, well, it's politically motivated and yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was like, oh, it's it's the dirty gaze. You know, like they could right. use it to yep. oppress someone. Yeah. Right. yeah. right, for sure. And it was like they were actually afraid, whereas now they're like, we don't care if immune compromised people die. Yeah. Let the economy grow. As long yeah. as we're not oppressed, we can oppress mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. 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 Um, so they're back in the present cool. after which which, which? Oh, that's a pretty good yeah I, like I mean it. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> which which is which <laughs> association yeah yeah um they're back in the present somehow outside of the imagination station mm-hmm. and right. the bad guys are all tied no, up no explanation no explanation Sherman is and Dylan are inside the imagination station and the bad guys holding the helmet. I mean, the bad guy, they're both bad guys. Let's yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was not, that was a Freudian slip, but also it fits. Um, <laughs> they're outside holding onto the helmet and then Wit smashes the helmet with his foot. Mm. And this, they, they wrap it, it up. The oh, wait, the bad Faustus guy. escapes through the floor. Yep. He has yes. a lever. He pulls the lever. And he's the screaming. other lever. Yes, oh, I was just going to say that. Pull the lever, Frog. So he pulls that. the lever and falls through the floor, screaming, he'll be back. And mm-hmm. then yep. Wit gives Dylan a dog, Sherman. And yep. everyone goes home, and Dylan's like... family loves the dog. And Dylan, yep. at the end, learned the lesson. He's looking around. And he says, all of God's gifts start right here. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we we did gloss over the fact that Wit uses the dog to get Dylan to come to Wit's end more. You're, You're right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's I don't know. If you can tell. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he like tells them like, oh, you know, I, it was good to see you around. Like, you'll have to come back and visit me. You'll have to come back and visit me. Make sure you bring the dog to come visit me. Yeah. Which, but what he's doing here is not called manipulating it's called mm -hmm. imaginating yes uh, it's actually called apologetics <laughs> yes. verbal whip uh, Amazing. yeah um and that's the episode yeah but there that's were it. like there were some things i appreciate i think this had like tendrils of things that were very impactful to me as a child, like this idea of anti-materialism, mm -hmm. you know, which I think is important. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like the way that we treat the world and what we do with the resources of the world to just make tons of junk. And we're literally mm -hmm. like yeah. creating an unhabitable environment for ourselves. You know, that is something we should be talking about. And, and I feel like actually my, environmental bent comes mm -hmm. from being raised Christian, but I don't mm -hmm. know how, given the way it is in the church, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, how 100%. I picked up that up given all of the static of like, basically the yeah. earth is ours to destroy, you yeah. know? Yeah. But yeah. And it might just be coming up at a time where maybe that wasn't quite in the forefront to where it is now and then getting out before it really shifted that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I, oh yeah, no, right. she's younger than me. I was thinking about another friend that I have who is like fully, she's like, if there are diamonds and oil under the ice caps, I can't wait for them to melt till so we can drill oh, for man. them. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure. she, she, someone I went to university with and we were Fair in uh, the, the Christian group together. Um, and, but she's quite Only a bit younger. She's like, great. That way. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't actually don't. I only talk to her occasionally a, through like social media. That's a if she crazy take about like my kids. Yeah. But yeah, especially the diamonds thing where it's like that's entirely artificial scarcity. Yeah. I know for sure. Finding so, diamonds in the Arctic fixes nothing. The there's yeah. a there's a jewelry store in town that creates their own diamonds because you can just do that, right? Yeah, just make yeah. them now. Hundred percent. But so those ones aren't the ones that you know relationships that last or make. Die. There's Not a, every people didn't die for those ones. Those yeah. Um. So then they always talk about. I listen to. I hear the ads when I'm driving to work, and it's like they call them artisan created diamonds, uh, and they're that. still like ridiculously expensive. And it's just, it's just so funny how much. Again, it's this like messaging. Fresh baked diamonds. <laughs> how much people will just like buy something for a price because. They're told, you know, like this is yeah, valuable right. and important. Like right. that, or this symbolizes something valuable. Yeah. And so you've got to put your money where your heart is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think we see that a lot in consumerist like brand allegiance, um, especially with like Apple and stuff like that. I, I say that as somebody who de definitely took the red pill and switched to Apple. <laughs> um, mm. But like you, you, there is a certain like, social status with with branding and and the way that you uh portray yourself that they try to leverage to their own advantage yeah and For i think sure. that like as a critique of that kind like we are inundated with that like since this this movie came out 
it's only gotten worse and worse, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, um, and, and actually now Christians are actively using it to sell their own shit. But, mm -hmm. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think so much of what happened was like Christians realizing, oh, like brands are a large part of the reason that we have any power here. Yep. Like, especially like mm -hmm. in the US where it's like huge Christian companies lobbying for like Christian values or whatever is what like, like makes those things happen. And so mm -hmm. it's like, well, we can't be anti-consumerist. We just have to turn this and be like, you shouldn't go to Burger King, go to Chick-fil-A instead. Yes. It's like be consumerist, but like support basically like the like support what you support your beliefs with where you spend your money yes. has yeah. become the messaging more than maybe don't spend your money or chase money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe you don't need like material is maybe material things are not the most important, but relationships are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you see it too in like the way church leadership, leadership teaching is, you know, like all mm -hmm. these courses and books about like how to grow your church are largely like, how do you market? How do you brand better? Yeah. It's you know? business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's the thing that's made the American the church so soul. successful yeah. is the like capitalism of it all. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. the, Hey, we've, we will have, and like, I don't think that like, I think that there is a level of value in, Hey, what if there is like, a ch like what if there are a million different churches and they each suit different kinds of people like i don't think that's an inherently mm -hmm. bankrupt position um yeah. but it is like i think a large part of the reason why like church in the u.s is so like has such a dominant thing where like it doesn't in other parts of the world that we're like christian longer but it's like, you know, it's more institutional and it's one thing rather than a million different things. Yeah, because yeah. it's like one thing trying to target as many people as possible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in the same way that they're encouraging them like where to spend their money, they also are encouraging them where not to spend their money. When I worked at a church mm. uh, in Northern Alberta, I remember it was like everyone found out that the person who ran starbucks was like very pro lgbtq and like multiple pastors at the church that i worked at were like we're like well i'm not going to go to starbucks anymore i refuse to support please don't because of that. whatever <laughs> and i was like yeah that'd be great for and you i think my response yeah. was oh i'm gonna go there more i think <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, great I will maybe go that's why they're so nice <laughs> right like yeah. well i can't support you know, but, but I can go to Walmart and support, you know, like all sorts of, like, if mm. you're going to do that with yeah. one company that Exploitation. has, yeah, that has like beliefs that are different than yours, then they're fine. Gonna, right, it's like, right. like you're fine exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. As someone who lives in like central PA, like if you want to take that to its extreme, go be Amish. Like mm -hmm. yes. that idea of like, <laughs> if you truly are like, Hey, you know, we can only associate with and, you know, put money towards Christian things than like go to the far extreme and like live on the fringes of society just yeah. in your thing or whatever. Like, yeah. You, when I lived in Lethbridge, um, I would occasionally listen to the Christian radio. I, I do this thing where it's like, uh, it's 
like chicken with yourself. Yeah, it's like yeah. chicken with myself. Like I'll put on the Christian radio to see how much I can handle. <laughs> Sometimes I can't handle very there. much. But it's it's also it's like exposure therapy, I think, more than oh, yeah, chicken. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And there was in Lethbridge, they had this um like Christian business association. So you could like go on their website and see which businesses were owned by Christians. And they would also oh, only advertise for those businesses on the radio. And they would be like, make sure that you're buying at Christian businesses, mm-hmm. which is very kind of this, like, I guess, be in the world, but not of it. But also mm-hmm. it doesn't like this, this idea of isolating yourself totally away from the world is actually kind of the opposite. I mean, yeah. kind of is exactly the opposite of like trying to reach out and make the world a better place you know what i mean right oh yeah yeah it's like if it's the thing that like drives me yeah i don't know well, or i don't know there's a lot of things that drive me up the wall mm-hmm. but like <laughs> the the thing of like i have not actually talked to any people who hold this belief or have any have done any like real like you know foot on the ground research on this topic but like i am going to like speak out against it and condemn it or whatever i'm like mm-hmm. the speaking against stuff out of such a place of like almost intentional ignorance gets mm-hmm. under my skin mm-hmm. more than few other things because i'm like like yeah if you had like the number of like hey you know all all you people who like trying to think of how I want to say this, but like the number of things that are the number of pastors who like go on, you know, long tirades about people who are gay and have never spent time with someone who is. Yeah. It's like, like that is like, what would have Christ done? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like their ideology is more important than your life experience. mm, Yes. Right. So much better put than what I did. (laughs) Thank you. No, but I get what you're saying, for sure. Well, and that's the the interesting thing about what I think specifically evangelical Christianity emphasizes so much is downplaying the individual experience, downplaying yeah. your, you know, phenomenological, like, life experience um, and yeah. submitting it entirely to, you know, literal biblical translation and everything like that, where you tell kids to feel bad for wanting things or feeling a certain way or having emotions or being attracted to the wrong people. Um, you know, and it, yeah, it quarantines you farther away from where, like where the ministry actually happens, like where, Mm -hmm. where faith actually exists in the world, um, is not through like fear. You know, like, yeah, I feel exactly. like the Bible's fairly clear about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so much harder to be, compa- or to, it's so much harder to hate a person who you actually know than yeah. it is to yeah. hate the abstract idea of them. Yeah. Like, when you know someone, you're, we're just, like, as humans, we are naturally compassionate towards them. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, like, if, yeah, if you're never spending time with these people who you're like, who you see as like lost and is like, they just need to find the right 
road back, but like you don't actually spend any time with them. Instead, you just judge them from afar. It's like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? But I think even like we see, we see instances where people come out to their families or whatever, and their families Mm. react like so horribly to, Mm. you know, like, and, and that Mm -hmm. is kind of the end goal of all of this fear teaching. It's almost like an emotional, psychological, um, mutilation conditioning yeah you know like they they want to like mutilate like cut that part of your humanity out Mm. so that you can't Mm -hmm. feel compassion you Mm -hmm. know yeah Yeah, no definitely um i mean just so like i'm bi so growing up i was always attracted to girls and like i was girl crazy so nobody would have ever thought anything (laughs) different about me than being cishet and uh i remember you know like over the course of puberty and whatever just having some experiences and having questions and attraction that was just there and and as soon as it would rise up there was just like you know it was riding on the coattails of shame essentially Mm -hmm. Uh, just being like there's Mm -hmm. no way that you can feel this way or don't let yourself feel this way otherwise it'll stay around forever yeah yeah it's a choice yeah Yeah, essentially yeah well and especially if you're bi because then you know yeah yeah like there's not yeah yeah. i mean like we're all on a spectrum. Oh right? yeah. Mm. Yeah, precisely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um so I have a friend who recently came out as um non-binary. Mm-hmm. And uh they had told me a while ago that, about this but they recently came out on Facebook and they came they were uh, they were a friend of mine from young adults. They're also um uh gay. They 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 have done this whole coming out thing before. They have this journey. Mm-hmm. And as and every time, as soon as they share something new about themselves, the their youth pastor, their previous youth pastor, will jump on, and it's a she. Their previous youth pastor is a woman, and she will jump on. So this jump on their their status or whatever on Facebook or Instagram, and just be like, "Hey, we should connect." <laughs> so so oh, this yeah. happened like oh, a week yeah. ago, a where where they came out and were like, "Hey, this is who I am. My pronouns are they them," like thanks for coming to my TED talk kind of thing. And immediately, yeah. so I got a text from them the next day and they're just like, so guess who commented on my, on my Facebook status. <laughs> like, yeah. what, they waste no time. They're, they're like, it's just so transparent mm-hmm. that this, yeah. that this woman is like, Oh, Hey, we haven't chatted in a while. Let's connect. Yeah. Um, and my friend was like, most other people are like, like, we'll reach out and be like, so nice to hear from you. So nice to see what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're like, it's just so it's just so not even connecting, like not even trying to connect with. Yeah. Me. So, so that's like a very recent example of how mm-hmm. the church people from the church just then like latch on and are like, oh, well, yeah. we need to connect then because because I need well, they to make it about you. themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah, they don't seek to understand what the change has experienced. Like, obviously, reaching out to support somebody that's going through a hard time is like important and valuable Great. and good. Yeah. But <laughs> like, if you're you know just showing up to sling a specific kind of medicine when you don't even know what the disease is, like, you're not doing your job right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think it's, it's also you're sharing out of joy and excitement. To then get, yeah, you know, you know prescribed medicine is also going to be, yeah. Um, also, like to reaching out to people who are going through stuff is a tactic mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. manipulate people, right? Yeah, oh, they're like, oh, yeah, this person is malleable right now, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, vulnerable, vulnerable, yeah. 
Like they love that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so I advertising. I was disappointed that there are wiki <laughs> questions. Yeah. Sorry. I, would you like the? Uh, so I've got the complete guide in front of me. Would you like the study <laughs> questions from there? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, question one, uh, why were Dylan and Jesse fighting over the magazine? Because they're materialistic swine. Because <laughs> yeah. Dylan was being a mean big brother. Because yeah, Jesse was siblings. ignoring her gender socialization and wanted the boy toys. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Women can have trucks. No. <laughs> Uh, all right. I feel I feel like these questions are very very easy. But uh, uh, why did Fred Faustus want the Imagination Station to do what Wit was doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. The> evil. <laughs> the evil version. Yeah, which is the same, the more version. transparent version. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> and then the final question: What is the greatest treasure of all? That that feels like a trap. Jesus. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I guess salvation they probably right, want you yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah salvation right. is the is definitely the that's in the answer key. Yeah. 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 Getting a dog. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah, there you go. There's yeah, does, I guess dog isn't quite materialism, but it does still end with him getting a gift. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Which that was my thought. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh. That's a good point. Wit still gives him something. Yep. You got to reinforce those good behaviors. Mm-hmm. Where you um, endanger yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They, I like how they wrote it so that Wit doesn't actively endanger him in this. Right. Right, yeah. It's like accidental. Yeah. Well, and it's I think totally they feel the need in the movies. to yeah. skirt Wit's responsibility because there are visuals. You know, I feel like you might be yeah. able to get away with some of the gray area. Right. Uh, you know, just over the airways, as it were. Uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, no, they, they definitely are like, oh, yeah, Wit doesn't want anything bad to happen. That's why he's telling this child to not come along and then let him come along and let him jump <laughs> down on an anchor. And <laughs> um, also, that like shows very poor boundaries. Yeah. 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 Right. Like he's like, no. OK. Yeah. <laughs> um anymore christians are bad with boundaries oh i know i mean this is something i'm learning wait till you have kids because then all of your stuff comes up and you get you get the gift of being triggered frequently (laughs) so that you get to identify and work through all of the all the terrible things about yourself yeah Yeah. (laughs) all of your trauma that you didn't even know you had so I'm, I'm trying to front end with therapy now yeah, that's so good. that there's yeah. less of that, but yeah. I know that it's just going to be different. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's other so. stuff. Yeah. But that is good because you'll learn skills at least to help you deal, th- work through stuff instead of having that's to learn goal. on the fly while you're like completely triggered and. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm trying not to traumatize And trying not to traumatize your kids. Child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I'm going to be like as a parent, but I know I'm going to allocate money for my child's therapy. <laughs> That's a good idea. That is a good idea. <laughs> um, any more comments on this episode? Mm-mm. 
Alex, so I think we. I mean, it's, we did a pretty it's... thorough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For given given the context of the episode or the content of the episode, yeah. rather, I think we nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. I love that it's like these 20 minute episodes and all of our episodes are like an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. three, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you have to unpack all of the associated trauma in your life that yeah. came yes. with yes. you yep. being presented. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great to have you guys on. Do you yeah. want to oh. plug anything? Plug your show? Oh, sure. So, yeah, our show's the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Uh, Great name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's on Dylan. Fairly proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we had the idea for the podcast, and then once we came up with the name, we were like, all right, now we can make it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so that that releases every Tuesday. Um, and, yeah, uh, we cover an episode of Adventures and Odyssey each week, kind of work our way through story arcs, uh, hitting each of them somewhat chronologically occasionally have on fun guests there's a great episode on the episode choices with uh you folks so. that was fun yeah, yeah. You plug that episode real hard yeah, absolutely um and then related to what we're doing here today uh we have a a paid podcast um that uh yeah can be subscribed to from our website that uh is twice monthly and we do the we're doing the video series watching them live and commentating over them uh and then other fun stuff we've got we've got some uh some episodes covering fanfic um and some other stuff on in in the works so that's just kind of the hey dylan and andrew (laughs) hey out hang out pay us three bucks and you get to hear we're allowed um, to a more casual conversation yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's great Um, we we just with the paywall goes down the fanfic so yeah there's a big like jason fanfic isn't there yeah there's there's a lot of of stuff so we've been we've been doing like where one of us like picks uh picks a story or something and reads it aloud and then we the other reacts and discusses (laughs) and whatever it's just like uh hey how can we like basically do no prep ahead of time for extra content (laughs) but that's fun i think it's a lot of fun yeah it's a blast thanks so much for coming and joining us today guys always fun um absolutely thank you for having us we can't wait to have you guys back Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. Look forward to it. Uh, Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us and hopefully laughing along with us today. If you want more content from us or you want to check out what we're up to day to day, follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Ideology Podcast. We also follow on. Mm. (laughs) We all are also on Patreon adventures in ideology if you want some more behind the scenes other content kind of we've talked christy miller christy miller mm. and you that's know. the good stuff yeah it it's the best thing creme de la creme. It's so, fun. so check us out in all the places send us messages rate us on apple and or just tell us how great we are we wanna we love you guys bye 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 folks <laughs>